Hello, and welcome back to Therapy Talks with Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Pruchet. Today's episode is about anxiety. But first, let's explore what is Therapy Talks with Taylor. It is a series dedicated to educating, inspiring, and uplifting others on different topics related to mental health. This series is designed to be transparent, authentic, and provide a safe space to discuss different topics. As your host, Taylor, I'm a multi-platform entrepreneur. Um, I am a registered mental health counselor intern in the state of Florida. I am proud owner of a change within providing therapy services to individuals, couples, and families. I also create um, mental health workshops to local organizations and programs to educate others about mental health counseling. I am host of Therapy Talks with Taylor on YouTube and other platforms. And additionally, I create resources of mental health apparel. So on our series today, we're going to be covering what is anxiety, different types of anxieties, their signs and symptoms, factors that contribute to it, interventions, and resources. So what is anxiety? That is the uncontrollable, excessive worry that does not go away and can get worse over time. So it's not like a flip a switch, it's like stop worrying. It's like, no, when you have anxiety, you can't just quote unquote, stop worrying. It's that persistent fear and that anticipation of future harm. And so symptoms can affect daily activities. So different functioning tasks, whether it's at work, social settings, at home, this anxious feelings, anxious thoughts can impact on the daily. So there are some types of anxiety. And when we're talking about anxiety, I want to picture a spectrum. So just because we may be diagnosed with a particular form of anxiety doesn't mean that it is a severe, you know, um, type of symptom for that. It can be mild, moderate, severe, or extreme. So it's very much a spectrum when I go over these different types of anxiety and their symptoms. So first we have generalized anxiety, and this is um, one of the most commonly diagnosable ones of anxiety. We also have panic disorder and social anxiety. Symptoms and signs for generalized anxiety, that's that persistent fear of dread, we're feeling restless, difficulty concentrating, we have body aches. So I usually picture it along the spine is typically where our body aches are. So our necks, our shoulders, our lower back. We may also have um, stomach pains or stomach issues like excessive diarrhea. We might have swollen lift nodes because our body is in a heightened stress point. And so our physiological our responses will be such. And then we also have difficulty sleeping. So whether we can't go to sleep or we're up too late, um, we may wake up frequently through the night or have really active, vivid dreams. Panic disorder, that would be a sudden intense fear with with no simile trigger. And these are the panic attacks that fall under panic disorder. And so sometimes when we're having our panic attacks with panic disorder, that means there's sweat and trembling, um, feelings of dread and doom. 
We might have chest pain. So some people who do experience panic attacks may describe it like having a heart attack. And, and the symptoms do mimic that of a heart attack, like that intense tightening of the chest, feeling locked up, feeling almost sense paralyzed. And sometimes with panic disorder, we have this excessive worry about the next attack. Now, again, remember our gradients. So panic disorder can be mild where we might have a few panic, panic attacks to really extreme and severe where it is persistent daily panic attacks. And then we have social anxiety. This is persistent fear being watched. We have experiencing of sweat and body aches when we're in a social setting. Um, again, our body aches along the spine, our lymph nodes, stomach, um, headaches too. When we encounter social interactions, we have soft voices or very low, minimizing our voices when we're interacting with others. And if there's an extreme difficulty of making eye contact, trying to avoid that direct self-consciousness of judgment. Some other types of anxiety are phobias, separation anxiety, and selective mutism. Phobias include an intense fear of specific objects or situations, irrational worry, take steps to avoid phobias, um, and these phobias can be as as flying, specific animals, like I'm afraid of dogs, or I'm afraid of spiders, or afraid of cats. You know, our other signs of phobias are afraid of heights, public speaking. Sometimes, you know, if you're going to doctor's office, afraid of being needles for, you know, any kind of um, shots. Um, in specific situations can be a phobia. Also, we hear a lot about agoraphobia. This is characterized in the extreme form of being unable to leave the house. But agoraphobia, again, is a spectrum. So it could be a fear of enclosed space or open spaces, fear of public transportation, fear of being in crowds. We have separation anxiety. So it's a fear of being apart from people that they are attached to worry about harm to their attached persons. And this is not just in children. So typically when we hear anxiety, um, separation anxiety, we think about small children not wanting to leave mom and dad, think of my parents' kindergarten drop-off. But separation anxiety can appear in adults. And this is persistent worry of being separated from our chosen people or attached people. And it can look as clingy behavior or persistent fear that something's going to happen to the people we're attached to. And then we have selective mutism. And this is a kind of rare disorder, but I put it here because it is under that spectrum of anxiety. And this is a failure to speak in specific social situations despite having normal language skills. And this is usually diagnosed or occurs before the age of five. And so we can see extreme shyness, fear of embarrassment, super clingy behavior towards our um, chosen guardians, and selective mutism is definitely one that we see mainly in our younger children. And they can function normally in comfortable settings. So usually at home, they're engaged, you have full conversation, 
But when they go into um, a school setting per se, they might not be wanting to speak to others. Some factors that contribute to developing anxiety, um, genetics, whether it is a genetic link, we're still learning that in our research about the genetic components that create or manifest or in mental health disorders, our environment, how we were raised, you know, our situation, our stress factors, family history, you know, if we see it throughout our lineage, that's a strong likelihood of developing it. You know, for me, my, you know, maternal side, pretty much a lot of our maternal individuals in my family have um, anxiety. So there is a strong likelihood that I can continue to carry that on. Physical health, so different, you know, physical conditions that we have manifest in ourselves can cause anxiety, whether it's, you know, dealing with our thyroid, dealing with any kind of immune system, and also substance use, medications we take, or even caffeine usage can mimic some of these signs and symptoms of anxiety or lead to a diagnosis. Thinking of interventions, again, we want to apply our scale from one to 10. One being I need help now to 10 being I'm able to handle stress on my own. How are you feeling when we're thinking about some of these things related to anxiety? And depending on our scaling, that can show us um, ways of how to intervene. So we can use cognitive behavioral therapy, with the therapist, and this is really focusing on our, our thought patterns, our behavior patterns, and how to restructure that. We have exposure therapy, which is a method of CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. But exposure therapy has a gradual exposure to the specific fear. For example, if you have a fear of driving on a highway, you might start off with an exposure therapy talking about it. So something small, you're not actively driving on the highway, you're just discussing it. You're getting your brain's wave going about handling it. And then as the session progresses with your therapist, you might increase it to where you're looking at pictures. You're hearing sounds of what it looks like. You might have, as you further progress, start drive near the high wave in real life, you know, going close to it. And then eventually at the end of exposure therapy is driving across a highway. So that's usually exposure therapy is, you know, a long, you know, type of therapy. Certain medication, if the anxiety symptoms become um, too great to where medication can help reduce that level. Journaling our thoughts and feelings. We have acceptance and commitment therapies, another way of um, working with our brain patterns to kind of have an acceptance piece of this is what I'm dealing with. This is how I'm progressing forward. Mood tracker to track how we're feeling, you know, where do we see most of our anxiety symptoms manifesting? Um, is it uh, situational? Is it, you know, a time of day? And then, of course, mindfulness techniques um, such as meditation to kind of bring back our, you know, breathing and our baselines to normal in a sense of functioning. Some resources, you know, as always, if you feel like an extreme crisis in the immediate, 
you can call or text 988. We have mentalhealth.gov, National Alliance on Mental Illness, National Institute of Mental Health, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and again, Psychology Today, which is a directory of different therapists um, nationally that you can go to. So for, for example, you can put in your zip codes, you can put in the city that you live in, you can put in the state, and they will populate many different therapists within the area and you can tailor the um, search capabilities based on your needs. And again, as we wrap up, I always want to leave with this wonderful quote that I found, not how your story ends. Remember, this is not how your story ends. You know, when we're faced with challenges, when we're faced with difficulties, it can be hard to progress, hard to move forward. But remembering that we can handle this, we can move forward, we can find a solution, maybe pause, reflect, assess, and then know that there is another chapter in your book, there is another page. So let's connect. You know, I offer therapy, coaching, mental health workshops, low-key and development of group counseling. I'm on Instagram, you can email me, have a website, call me, I'm on Etsy, and I'm also on um, podcasts as well. So look forward to hearing you and stay tuned for the next Therapy Talks.